is Amy, and I am the host of the Comfort Corner podcast, a podcast dedicated to creating a comfort corner in a modern world, filled with unfiltered and comforting chats, sharing stories, and sometimes interviews with pretty extraordinary people. So if you're ready and you wish to join our Comfort Corner, then join us by bringing yourself a nice cup of comfort and getting cosy as we embark on an adventure to our very own cosy comfort corner in this modern world. You are currently listening to season five, episode 20. On today's episode, we are joined by the founder of Ohana Zero Suicide, Angeline. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hi Angeline, how are you? Hi Amy, I'm good, thank you. Oh, thank you for coming on to the Comfort Corner podcast. For the listeners who you know maybe are unsure of you, could you just give a brief introduction to what you do and the company that you work for? Right, well I work in the HSE. Actually I've been there for 30 years and I work in the area of intellectual disabilities. Um, but I also uh, have been a volunteer with su- suicide prevention for the last almost 10 years now, probably seven years. Uh, and that's where I have found my my passion and really my purpose is suicide prevention. I've had a, quite a few friends who have lost somebody, uh, mothers lost their sons, um, friends of my own that have died by suicide. And probably in the last year and a half, when the pandemic hit, it really highlighted how isolated people are now uh, regarding their mental health. People are working from home more. They're um, very, very unsure of what's happening. Um, Things change on a daily basis, you know, the rules and regulations. And at the time when probably we need something more than ever, all the, the normal um, suicide or suicide prevention charities and that were all closed down due to the pandemic and due to COVID-19. Yeah, when you know, when you needed somebody face to face most probably to talk mm-hmm. and to reassure you uh, to build up your resilience, that all stopped. So it was like mm-hmm. when we needed the, the services most, that's when they just had to stop and face to face. Uh, counseling and that were were just weren't allowed mm. so ohana zero suicide is what's known as on instagram and what you do is you do suicide training course for free um, and yeah. which yeah. many people have taken including myself and i found it extraordinarily helpful and in fact only shortly after taking the course what i learned had to be put into practice um unfortunately but thankfully it helped and it made a difference so thank you for creating it because it helped me massively and as somebody you know who I myself have been in that situation where wanting to take my own life and have been suicidal and actually still deal with suicidal ideation it's these types of training courses that really do make an impact because as somebody who's been in that situation if anybody came to me like in the and said anything to me the way you teach it in the course I know it would have helped me massively because it opens that conversation without stigma it opens that conversation 
with empathy. Can you tell us a little bit about that course? Yes, well, I suppose out of the pandemic, this is how the, the course and how Ohana Zero Suicide was born. Um, one of my own friends uh, reached out to me when I had put up something online because I'm, I'm always putting up something that I, I think might be inspirational or might, you know, hit a nerve with people or maybe make them think more positively about something. And I had put up something like that. And this friend of mine had come back with what I, what I saw as kind of almost a red flag. And I thought, that's not normally what I would expect from this person, you know. So I gave them a call and I said, is everything OK? And they just broke down and said, you know, no, I'm really, really feeling suicidal. So because I had the training done um, why, a while ago, I had done quite a few different trainings uh, with being in the suicide prevention area. And I kind of knew what to do. So when I reached out to him, we got him the help immediately, what he needed. And and within, like yourself, as you say, within a while of getting that help, people can be back on track. You know, sometimes it's it's a moment of just pure anxiety or panic uh, that mm -hmm. they're not sure what to do. And this is how they feel. Um, but it's not it doesn't always have to end in suicide. You know, if somebody can reach out or recognize that this is happening to their friend or to the person that they that they know, um, the resources are there uh, available and can be used. So it can make all the difference. So what we did really was when we realized that everything had stopped the 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 general um, assist program and the safe talk programs that would normally have been available through the HSE and through the different charities were stopped. Uh, so we started to research online what is available. And with the help, we reached out to people that we knew through the organizations. Um, and one person in particular told us about this short training that was available in the UK. And when we did reach out to them, to the Zero Suicide Alliance in the UK, they were more than helpful. And all they really wanted was just to help somebody else because they had they had become experts by experience. And they did not want anybody else suffering and going through that pain of losing somebody. So they were very, very generous and, and helpful to us. So we we provided the training is very short. It's you know a lot of people, not me, I have to say, because I'm not very good with IT, but young people particularly, and it is for over 18s, can log on and have the training done between 20 and 40 minutes. Mm. It's very, 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 very easy to follow. As you know, I mean, it's great that you have done it because then you know exactly what I'm speaking, what I'm talking about. And you made it so clear in what you said. It's exactly what that's exactly what it's for just how you described it mm -hmm. um you log on to it and it's it literally tells you what to do you know you you don't have to put in your name or anything like that it's totally anonymous um you just go through and it tells you it's like look out for the signs know what to say the the, the proper language because sometimes we do kind of shift around it and we don't want to mention suicide because a lot of people feel if they mention suicide, that they will plant that seed that may not be there. But evidence has shown, you know, really, really strongly that if you don't mention it, then the chances of suicide are more are higher of actually happening than if you do mention it. Because when you use that word suicide, 
it's a serious word and it can actually, even though somebody might be thinking about it, um, when they hear the word out loud, it's like, and somebody's saying, are you thinking of taking your own life or are you thinking of suicide? That's like a jolt to them. And, you know, they, they either say, yes, I am. Or they say, no, I'm not. It's, it's not that serious, but I am really down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are talking or thinking about suicide, even to hear that word can actually jolt them also uh, into like I am thinking about it and it's in my head. But when I hear it out loud, you know, I, know, I realize this is serious and I can get help. Uh, and it's like really, you know, taking the stigma away by just using that word, you know, just saying it. Uh, and then it's like knowing what to do if they do say, yes, I am suicidal and and knowing where to go, the resources to use. And, and they're all on the website as well. So you have the show you care, which is, you know, just keeping an eye out for people um, and ask the question and then make the call. And that's in, in a nutshell, they're the three kind of taglines that we have um, around the the training, Ohana Zero Suicide training. Yeah, and what I loved about the course was just after I had finished it, no, I did find out, of course, at times, sad because you're hearing stories and you're seeing situations and it does bring it into reality of this is what people really are dealing with. You know, this is mm-hmm. real and when I had to put what I learned into practice shortly afterwards when there was someone in my life who was in a situation where they had found due to the pandemic that they didn't want to go on anymore Mm -hmm. just simply saying to them but there is help there and saying to them that it is okay to feel this way and that you know you don't have to be ashamed of it because I think a lot of the time you know that word suicide a lot of people you know fear have this fear around it as if you know it's a forbidden word but it's a word that affects so many people and I think if we can normalize the conversation around suicide we can normalize the sense of recovery and hope that is there for people and the more that we talk about it the more help and awareness that we can give and, and raise but I feel like for some people you know maybe that word um, and I know it, it 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 gets touched on throughout the course of, you know, if they say suicide, is it going to put that idea into someone's head then, you know, to go and take their own life? And I don't think personally it does. I think like what you were explaining there and you said it so perfectly, it jolts them into thinking, oh, wow, is it that bad? And it kind of makes them answer the question honestly because they're in shock, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah when somebody's actually asking them out loud, um, how bad is it really and that's that's what you want to know because mm. if if that's how if that's how serious it is well then you really do have to get help absolutely and yeah 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 absolutely what is the mission then behind you know all of Ohana Zero Suicide I know from my understanding it's about you know preserving life and and protecting people and and reminding people of that sense of hope but in your in your words what would you say that is the mission our mission really is to educate to make Mm. sure that sometimes the person that's in that place of you know depression or just feeling really really down are not the person that's going to ask for help 
because in our own heads, we think that there's no help. There is nobody out there that can help us. So really, we're really asking the people that are around just to make sure that you're looking out for somebody else and that it's it's your responsibility to make sure that the person that you know, that you work with, that you live with, you know, it could be a brother or a sister, or it could be somebody in the community, uh, it could be somebody on your Gaelic team or hockey team or rugby team, uh, any sports in particular, um, that that if you're if you're feeling strong and you're resilient, then that you look out for somebody that may not be just feeling that strong at the moment. So it's like we're really asking communities and all sorts of communities um, just to be vigilant because we are in a in a situation that nobody has prepared for. And probably the people that would have seen themselves and others would have seen them as strong and maybe educated, uh, having good jobs, having life, you know, savings and their own houses, um, a job for life, you know, maybe pensionable, all of that suddenly has been taken away from them. So they are now the most vulnerable because People that are probably on the breadline or maybe not necessarily on the breadline, but, you know, living week to week and just have enough mm. to kind of get by um, have built up their own resilience. And they know how to probably stretch, um, you know, buy the cheaper cuts and all of that and make sure that everybody has enough to eat in the family. Whereas if you're somebody that has never had to worry about that, then you probably haven't gained those kind of you know being economical or that type of thing and suddenly you don't have your job anymore um for example you know say a pilot for you know you would always have thought that they would for once if i had a son or a daughter a pilot i would be thinking well they're set up i don't have to worry about them um they're never going to be out of work and suddenly you find that pilots all over the world have no work and i'm only using them as a general example mm. you know there's plenty of other jobs that have found themselves in the same boat yeah um yeah so it's like you know we, we wanted to start out small with each community so in my community here in my own town just to give them this message like everybody do this training because in my for in my experience if my friend that I worked with uh, I wouldn't have known him that well he wouldn't have been a close friend but I worked with him for a long time um if something had happened to him, I know that we would have all, how did we not see, how did we not see that, that, you know, we didn't know that he was feeling that bad. And yeah. that's what we're trying to avoid is like being proactive as opposed to being reactive because communities are brilliant when something happens uh, they rally around, everybody gets together. We've seen that in Ireland. Irish people are so brilliant, you know, even for supporting with charities and the Late Late Show has been super for the last mm. year, you know, with the different charities and, and making massive big collections. Um, so it's like we we are generally reactive if somebody needs help. So it's like being proactive before something happens, just being really, really vigilant and that's that was our aim was to make sure that everybody had this training. It's free. It takes 20 minutes. You can do it on your lunch hour. You can do it on the bus. You can do it when you're traveling. You know, if you're sitting on as a passenger in a car, you have it done in 30 minutes. And yeah. you don't forget some of, you know, you won't remember everything. 
but there's parts of it that you just know what to say and you from from having done the course and then being able to use it you feel confident when you're saying what you're saying to the person because mm. you know these are the words that are okay to say and that makes all the difference because if you're not sure of what to say you you're afraid you're going to say the wrong thing or you're afraid afterwards you're thinking I should have said this or should I have said this you know maybe I shouldn't have said that so you have the exact language that is recommended to use by having done the course and then knowing the resources because if you are going to approach somebody and ask them that question it's really recommended that you have your phone numbers with you you know that you have the 116123 for the Samaritans or whichever if it's your um your own um safe staff staff safe or you know if there's you know your own PR or the HR um department you know that you know that there's somebody there that this person can talk to whether it's a nurse or a counselor that's available just to make sure that you have that with you because you don't the last thing you want is to start a conversation and then say well you have to wait now and we'll see who we'll talk to you know you're better to have that information with you before you open up the conversation if that makes yeah. sense yeah so that's yeah. really asked us what our mission was that really is our mission to have everybody really well versed in knowing the signs and then knowing what to say and then knowing where to go for help yeah so it's very much focused around you know the language of suicide and correcting it and reassuring people that those conversations you know they can happen and I like there what you touched on about you know preserving that sense of you know putting the action in place until like before it it's too late yeah. for say and I think that that's so important because I think you know and it's probably not just in Ireland but I'm sure all over the world I think the human kind of thought processes are it'll never happen to me or I'll never be in that situation or, yeah I'll never need to know that and like for me when I was doing the training I would have never thought that a couple of days later I'd be having that exact conversation with somebody and I think as well, you know, as somebody who has been in that situation myself and has has had those feelings, that if someone has come to me and has had that conversation with me, um, although obviously I, I got through it at the time, but even just having that conversation would have made me feel like, wow, there's a difference being made. Because I think a lot of the problem is that we feel like we're not moving forward in terms of the stigma and that we're not making progress but you touched here on the late late show and how they've made such a difference with charities this past year and they have you know they've done incredible work so there is changes in place and like you said the training that ohana zero suicide do is completely free of charge and it's not going to you know take up so much time where you have to kind of dedicate the whole day to it like you said it's short it's to the point but it's also full of hope and comfort. And I think that that's what's really, really important. And I think anybody, you know, who has that opportunity to take it should because it you never know. You might need it for years to come, but there might be a time when you do need to have that conversation um, or a time when, you know, you can help somebody else that has to have that conversation with somebody and just help guide them in some way. And having those numbers there, 
it's just a reminder to that person that look like here's proof that it's possible to get through this you know like these places truly do exist and are there for people like you but what I found really interesting was over a million people have taken this training course um which is absolutely incredible considering the population in Ireland and I think the fact that you know so many people are now willing to to try and understand it and to come to terms with it and you know unfortunately suicide has been quite um obvious this past year you know we've we've lost quite a, a number of people um to suicide due to the pandemic and the stresses that come with that and like you were saying about how you know losing your job these are crises that you know you may may never think of being in or you know that strong friend that you think oh they're always okay maybe it's sure in these times that they're not so okay and that they need that bit of help yeah can I ask is there any signs or you know maybe patterns to look out for um if you think maybe somebody isn't doing okay well one of the things really I suppose is if somebody is behaving in a in a in a way that's just not normal to you for them mm-hmm. you know that would yeah. be that's one of the, the the probably the the most common ones is somebody coming into work late when they they're never late or mm-hmm. snapping at somebody you know for something just really simple um mm-hmm. maybe easily upset you know when if you said something to them that they could burst into tears uh, which would be very, you know, uncommon for for generally, you know, when you're working in a in a place, particularly if you're working with people that you know quite well. Um, so it's behaviours mm. that would be out of out of form. Um, that would maybe just make you think. It's like with my friend, it was like a red flag. It's like you know, kind of this like little light bulb moment. That's like, no, that's not that's not like them. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe they're missing from work altogether, you know, maybe taking more sick because now people working from home, we're not in the work environment as much. So it's like maybe somebody that would normally take your phone calls is not taking your phone call anymore or not ringing you back when they normally would. You know, if they missed a call that people would ring you back and say, I missed your call. Um, that type of thing, you you almost know yourself when somebody's not behaving in their general happy-go-lucky way or maybe if somebody's down or not down but normally quite quiet and suddenly they're Mm. kind of a little bit all over the place and maybe starting to be loud or just something that's not normal for them is really what yeah just something out of the ordinary that kind of sparks something in you that thinks that's not like them you know, and we are, yeah, we're, yeah. you know, sometimes we, we do take in people's behaviors and their common, you know, the traits that they normally use that's, that makes them normal to them, makes it normal to them, you know, that this is the way they behave, generally speaking. So when somebody starts to behave out of character, um, that makes you think, what's up? There's something up there, you know, you, that you, mm. you, you nearly know when somebody's behaving, you know, just that bit off. And it's yeah, again, absolutely. yeah, it's again just having that confidence and courage to say, "What's up? You know, is there something up? Um, you're not yourself. Um, did something happen? You know, what's what's going on? You know, that's basically what you're asking. Um, and just going going back to what you said earlier, Amy, around the numbers, 
Um, the million, the million plus is in the UK. We launched in December, and up to tomorrow was was where we were. It's kind of almost like the first quarter of the year. Um, we are at two hundred and thirty thousand people in Ireland have done the the training to date. That's incredible, and it is incredible. Now. Um, there could be some people outside of the country that are that have also done the Ohana training because we have we seem to have really connected with people very quickly, um, which is beyond our wildest dreams. We had our first um, the number that we had created for ourselves was five thousand in the first quarter. Um, but this we, we just that just knocked it out of the park, you know, um, when it started. And it was it was probably because um, the rugby clubs and the GAA clubs just took it on board to actually say, we're going to do this because we need to look after our own. And Ohana means family. You know, this is it's a Hawaiian word for family. And it was something, you know, that really struck a chord with our team. The 16 of us loved the Ohana name. It was something about it that really resonated with us. And then there was a tagline from the Disney movie, Lilo and Stitch, that said, Ohana means family and family means no one is left behind. Um, and oh, we have to acknowledge man. Disney for that because we don't want to steal their tagline uh, or be, be <laughs> sued for taking it. But it really does. That's what we're trying to do is that the people that possibly could le be left behind um, are not. So that we look out for the, the people that are not able to look out for themselves at the moment and uh, that somebody's yeah. there to kind of just walk with them yeah absolutely because it's important isn't it for people to know that oh even when you feel yeah. alone you're part of something and there's people there that, that, that care and I think as well what I think is quite nice about you know suicide prevention is is for people to know that maybe when you feel like you haven't got anybody in your life you know like maybe you don't have a good group of friends or a close-knit group of friends mm -hmm. or you're not really close to your family but the fact that there's literal strangers there that care about you like that's a reason to kind of go wow maybe there is a reason to push through this maybe yeah. that could be the meaning and the purpose for me to try again and to to just give myself another day and then the next day tell yourself that again and give yourself another day and you know maybe then you'll realize that that's something that you can use as your mission moving forward in your life is to help people who are in a situation you were in and to guide them through and it's like that kind of butterfly snowball effect and I think you know for people who maybe are listening in who you know are afraid to have that that vulnerable conversation with somebody or are afraid to approach that conversation it's just to remember that you're doing it out of a place of love and you're doing it from a place of care and that there never truly is a wrong thing to say unless you're being nasty about it. You know, if you're going out of your way with an intention of judging that person or, you know, bringing them down even more. But if you're coming from a place of love and care, then honestly, from personal experience, there really isn't nothing that you can say that's that's worse than what they already feel, you know, um, because I think something that many of us kind of are probably hoping after the pandemic is that when it passes all of the uncertainty will go away and all of the angst and stuff 
but I'm very conscious that there's going to be aftershocks and there's going to be people you know who have become so used to working from home and then have to go back to working in the office um and just people who maybe are grieving in a way or angry in a way over the pandemic you know they're just because say lockdown lifts it doesn't mean that someone's depression lifts or anxiety from the pandemic lifts it doesn't work like that yeah. and it's just about being patient with people and reminding them that you know yeah it's it's hard right now but there truly is a way forward and you know we'll carry you if we have to until you can until you can carry yourself because we're all in this together and like you were saying nobody gets left behind which I think is such a beautiful message yeah yeah that's that's exactly it and sometimes you don't have to have all the answers either when Mm -hmm. when you speak to somebody or you're you're looking out for somebody or you're trying to help anybody sometimes all they want is just to be listened to you know, just yeah. to be able to talk without, you know, with with somebody with empathy, just not being a, not not having all the answers, not knowing what to say next, but just listening to what what they're going through, you know, and really, really getting, uh, you know, where they are, uh, and how they're feeling. They possibly could have lost somebody in the pandemic. They could have, you know, not been able to attend a funeral or a wedding, or you know, somebody that they were really, really close to. Uh, that meant an awful lot to them and weren't invited to a wedding because the numbers had to be kept at a, at, at a really low number. Um, those kind of things, yeah, they do hit home. And I totally agree with what you say. When everything, they never will be, we never will be back to what we know from the past. Mm-hmm. You know, this will be our new way of living. You know, the, I'm sure... A lot of businesses and corporations have discovered that it's a lot cheaper to have people working from home, you know, not having to pay for these big office blocks in the middle of the city. Um, mm. You know, that type of thing. So that it will never be back to. And would you, you know, there's a lot of things, probably good things that have come out of this as well, that maybe people don't want to go back to the rat race that we were in before of never having time to do this, that and the other, you know, things that now they may have discovered in the last year you know spending time with family um which may not be always great all the time but might have developed you know new ways of spending time together and playing games or playing you know cards or that time type of thing to pass the time that they'd literally forgotten about because people were so busy so I totally agree. And I know that the experts and that's what we're listening out for. The experts are saying there could be a deluge of depression and everything that goes with it, you know, coming down the line. And um, we were absolutely thrilled and honored to be part of the MEP Allowance for Mental Health, Alliance for Mental Health uh, that took place last week with Maria Walsh, the MEP uh, in Brussels for Ireland. Um, oh, wow. oh my goodness, we were just absolutely so privileged to be able to contribute to that. You know, it's a, a year of mental health that's been planned. Um, and, and all of what we're talking about will be, you know, will be covered in it or at least attempted to um, mm. to make a difference, you know, to really reduce the stigma and to make sure that nobody's left behind, whether it's somebody that's isolated an older person that has been living on their own uh, cocooning for the last year and a half um 
to somebody that may be disabled um, and has been, you know, losing out on their, whether it's their daycare or, the, you know, their workshop or whatever it was that they had to, that they were used to attending and has been closed down for the last year and a half. You know, that everybody matters and everybody yeah. does matter. You know, it doesn't matter who you are or where you live or what your job is or what your education is. You matter. You matter to the community and, you know, somebody that works, you know, literally selling your bread or your cheese or your milk or your shoes. Um, you may mm -hmm. not have a relationship with them, but you get used to seeing them every day and you get used to the smile and the, you know, the, the welcome that you get when you go into that shop. And you, you don't want something to happen to them. And if something does happen to them, you're, you, you lose out. Um, it's like in a community, you know, like they say, and, and it says in the training, you know, that 20 people are affected by one suicide. Now, I would disagree with that, to be honest, because I think in any community that there's at least 120 people are affected by one suicide. You know, whether yeah. it's in a, a, whether they're part of the GAA team or they're part of your local church. Um, you know, there's there's a huge ripple effect when somebody dies in the community, whether it's by suicide or otherwise it could be, you know, an accident. Uh, but mm -hmm. specifically, we're talking about suicide and it's the shock. And, you know, people then it, it jogs a memory of how they know them or where they knew them from. And it might be something very, very trivial or it could be somebody that knows them really, really well. But it does mm -hmm. affect a community as a whole. Um, and it does it, you do make a difference in your community, whether you realize it or not. Um, and that's why I think, you know, looking out for the vulnerable and looking out for people that um, they might think that they don't matter, but they actually do matter really, really a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I echo that a lot because we can often think, oh, but I don't add anything to society or you know, I don't have a meaning or a purpose, but, you know, you could be somebody's reason that they continue. Yeah. You know? Yes. And you don't even realize it. And that smile or that hello um, could mm. lift somebody's day. Mm. You know, it literally yeah. could lift somebody's day. And I know there was one person here in my own town um, and she, every time you went into the place that she worked in, you left with a smile on your face. She always just made you feel good about yourself. And when oh I heard God. that she had taken her own life, I think it's probably about two years ago now, um, I was devastated. And I wouldn't even have known her that well, but I really, really liked her. Um, yeah. And she had no idea that she had that effect on me when I left that shop every every time. And, you know, it could be maybe once a month or maybe a couple, once every couple of months. Um, and every time I saw her in the town, she lifted my spirits because she always looked lovely and she always smiled. Um, yeah. You know, and she had no idea that she was making me feel like that. So we don't yeah, really, that's... yeah, we don't really know how, what impact we have on somebody or what impact our hello or our smile can have on somebody, you know, just could make their day. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's it brings it back to those little things, doesn't it? Yes. Those you know, simple gestures of a smile. It can really transform somebody's day and it can really give them a reason then to pass that smile on. Yes. So yes, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that little story. It's lovely. 
The other thing um, that we're really um, working on at the moment, Amy, is the corporate awards. And um, we've reached out to different corporations, to all corporations or corporates. Um, and it's like really showing you care to the employees that you have in your companies. And what we've asked them to do is if they can get 50% of their, their employees to do the training uh, we will present them with a gold award, and if they can, if they can get seventy-five to eighty percent of their their employees to do the training, then they get a platinum real uh, certificate that they can put up in their HR or their canteen or whatever it is, you know, wherever they want to put it. And we've really had a huge interest in that as well. You know, we have you know companies like Taneo, which have been fantastic to us. Um, Stanley Security, Intuity, Dixon's Travel, the Camogie Association, which is great, you know, and it's like, again, showing that you care for your, for the employees that you have working for you, you know, to make sure that if you don't recognize that they're, they're not feeling themselves, that somebody does in the company, whether it's the, the person that works beside them or the person that sees them in the canteen or the person that talks to them on the phone, um, that you just notice the little things, you know, just look out for the little things or the little differences, as we spoke about earlier, um, just to ensure that everybody's included. And if somebody's not having a good day, uh, to just be aware of that, you know, so we never expect that people would have 100 uh, percent of their their staff do the training because we don't know what people are going through themselves like that. People could be struggling and it might not be appropriate for them to do the training right now. Uh, we do recommend that if somebody has lost somebody to suicide within the last year or 18 months, that they either leave the training for a while or that they have somebody with them. Um, when they're doing the training because there are parts of it that are quite challenging you know and upsetting as you said um, but at the same time it's we we want to recognize that they are looking out for those people so if they if they can get between 50 and 75 percent then we're happy and we don't check that's up to them to tell us that they've they've you know they've qualified for it and we send them out their certificates and we put them then on our website uh, as an acknowledgement that they have supported us and that they are with us on this journey of making sure that nobody's left behind. That's incredible. Like it really is incredible. Like the whole team over at Ohana Zero Suicides are making such a difference now more than ever. And, you know, to give up a lot of your own personal time and to want to spread that awareness with such passion and with love and comfort in your heart you know is credible and each and each one of you on the team you know should be immensely proud of the journey that you have been on since December since launching Ohana Zero Suicide and just be proud of the fact that you know even if one person from that course that training has to put that what they've learned into practice that it's also used saving that other person's life too because without the support and the information and the awareness and the patience and time that you put into it, it wouldn't have been possible. So you should be so immensely proud because honestly, like it's it's breathtaking. I can't I can't even put into words how proud I am of each and every one of us. Um as a team, we work fantastically together. And as I say, they are 
so enrolled and so committed to what they're doing. It's like they enjoy it. They're passionate about it. And when we get when we get messages saying I've used the training and it has been like you like you said yourself, Amy, and, you know, I did the training and within a few days I've used the training that just makes our hearts sing because that possibly means that somebody's still here that may not have been here if they hadn't done the training, you know, so um, and that's what it's all yeah. about, that nobody is left behind and. I 100% believe in it. I have to acknowledge Angela Samata and Jane Boland who put the training together in the UK. And they could have been, you know, the way it's their baby and they could have been awkward yeah. about it, but they were just so generous in handing it over to us. Um, I'm proud for them that this has taken off. I mean, we've got uh, interest from Canada, from America. It's now up on on, on, on our, our website um for the American people and we have the resources for the for the Americans as well on there so they can come on and do it. Uh, we have an interest from Sri Lanka, um, a, a, a beautiful doctor who wants to bring it to Sri Lanka because there's a high rate of medical students, um, you know, can can be in that category of a high rate of suicide. Um, it's been a roller coaster of a year, probably. We're probably, uh, you know, in around a year by the time we started off together and where we are now. And it has been such a rewarding year. It's been absolutely fabulous. And people like yourself, Amy, promoting it, we can't thank you enough because that's how the word gets out. It's all about, you know, really getting the word out there. Um, that www.ohana.ie you can just log on and start the training and within 30 minutes you are equipped to actually help to save somebody's life and we're not saying you know that people are qualified we're none of us are qualified or you know trained in suicide prevention as professionals but you don't have to be a professional it's like doing um a physical you know um course you know the first aid course for physical health um it's almost like really a first aid for mental health and you don't know everything you don't have to know how to operate or anything like that but if you know what to say how to say it and where to go for help well then that can make all the difference uh, to somebody's life um similarly if you're doing a first aid course and you know how to put a bandage on to stop the bleeding or to stay with somebody and you don't move them if they've fallen off a horse or fallen from a height um, until the ambulance comes and, and you know not to move them or they could be left with the back injury. Um, that's really all you need to know until the professionals come. And it's the exact same way with us. We're not saying that you're going to be qualified or anything by doing a course in 20 minutes, but you could have the, the tools to save somebody's life just by knowing what to say to them and where to go for help. I like that me metaphor of like a foresight kit for mental health. I think yeah. that's such a lovely way of looking at it. Um, Amy, we're also having uh, an Ohana Zero Suicide Day on the 11th of May. And that on that day, we're going to ask anybody that doesn't have already done the training to, to do it on that day. And um, we're concentrating on the colleges to, to try and get as many third level colleges as possible also to do the training and to share your certificates so that um, people can see that you've done it and that in, will encourage others to do the same.
it's such a lovely thing to look forward to, especially now with very little to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So that's such that's such a lovely thing. So thank you for sharing that. Can I ask? Um, because I do ask, you know, everybody that comes onto the podcast this question, and I'm I love the fact that you know you're the founder. So like, thank you for creating something so incredibly amazing. And seems that you are the founder. I think this question um, can be answered. And it is, what does comfort mean to Ohana Zero Suicide? What does comfort mean? I think I have a, a, I'm just looking up here. I have a poster just above my head and it says, do what you can with what you have where you are. I love that. And it's beautiful. And it's just, I have never read that before. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> when you're put on the spot and you kind of say something just for the sake of saying it. And I just did not want to do that today. And I just kind of looked around for some kind of inspiration. And that's what I have come up with. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Do Lovely. what you can with what you have where you are. And exactly. I have to add that um, there's 16 of us on the Ohana team and we have never, ever come together. Um, a lot of us have never met each other. Wow. We're all over the country and one of us is in Manhattan in New York. And wow. he has been there from the very start. He's been our project manager, Seamus. And it just shows you that you can do what you can where you are, no matter where you are. And we come together on Zoom calls and phone calls and uh, isn't that incredible that this is what we this is the impact that we have made and we've never all we've never I I think I have met all of them but the rest of them have not met everybody that is incredible that is incredible and then the quote there on comfort it just shows you how fitting that quote was when you looked up yeah so that's remarkable can I ask you just to let the listeners know where they can go to take the training or where they can go to find out more information? Yeah, we're called Ohana Zero Suicide. That's our, our team name. But when you go onto the website, it's www.ohana.ie. It's just as simple as that, ohana.ie. Uh, and that'll bring you straight to start the training Uh, And again, I'll just emphasize that it is for over 18s because I know a lot of uh, teenagers, you know, when they hear this, they go on and they do it. Now, you know, it's there's nothing really that's that's not suitable, I suppose. You know, there's nothing shocking or over um, about it. You know, I know some people, some under 18s have done the training. Um, It is on the website that it is for over 18s. But if somebody felt that, um, you know, a parent felt that their 17 year old um, would get value out of it, if they do it with them, um, well, we can't control that, you know, but we do recommend that it is for over 18s. Um, And that's yeah, it's you go there, then there's the the Facebook page uh, if they want to like that or or follow that. And there's the Instagram page and that's all on the website as well. Um, and we're on LinkedIn as well. Perfect. I want to say thank you, Angeline, for joining us over here on the Comfort Corner podcast to share the story of Ohana and to 
spread that awareness. But also thank you to you and your team for the incredible life-saving work that you provide because we often think that it's just up to the professionals to make a difference. But sometimes it's just people just like you who can make just as much of a difference. So thank you to you and your team. And I wish you nothing but success with everything that you do moving forward. And on behalf of everybody that has taken the training, thank you for making it possible. Oh, Amy, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and you look after yourself. Uh, You shared earlier about your own feelings and I've been there as well. So, you know, and I know loads of other people have. There is light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, everything passes, you know. So it's really, really about reaching out if you can uh, to ask for help. But it's also the responsibility of everybody you know, in communities and everywhere, you know, to to look after each other as well and to be kind and just always remember that we we don't know what somebody's dealing with or struggling with. Um, and just, to, you know, to keep that in, keep that in mind, particularly now in this pandemic. Uh, and mm-hmm. it will too pass. So um, we'll come out the other side of it and hopefully we'll have got something of value out of the last year and a half. Uh, I yeah. want to thank you so, so much, Amy. I've really enjoyed this as well. And sharing, I am so proud of Ohana to, to Zero Suicide. Even to share it is is an honour and a privilege. So thank you mm-hmm. so much. I look forward to hearing this back. Oh, thank you so much. So that is all for today's podcast episode. I have been your host, Amy, and I want to thank you for joining us over here on the Comfort Corner podcast. If you have felt inspired, I would love to chat about today's podcast episode. Then feel free to get in touch via Instagram at Amy's Blogs and Vlogs. But for now, I hope you have an amazing week filled with lots of comfort. And I shall see you very soon over here on the Comfort Corner podcast. Mm-hmm.